Tickets? Check. Popcorn and beverage? Check. It's showtime. Local talk that's moving the needle. From the iHub Radio Screening Room, this is Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you get to hear this, remember we have podcasts now, or if you're hearing this on a rerun, good whenever you are hearing it. I hope you're having a positive experience, and we have a lot to talk about this today. Oh, boy. Um, I was going to say that my reviews for Sonic and Birds of Prey are going to be reserved for next week because um, I also I kind of want to make next week very movie-centric while this week there's a lot of movie news that I have to kind of contextualize and talk about because the Academy Awards were last Sunday and and I haven't been on the air since Saturday, so... There's got there's a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions I have, so I'm a little bit late to the conversation. It happens because that's what you get for having a once a week show on Saturdays. That's what I get, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the Academy Awards, and we're gonna also talk about the Golden Raspberry Awards, and we're gonna briefly discuss a couple other movie news. Like we're gonna talk a little bit about some misfires at the box office and potentially why they were misfires. Well, let's actually talk about the Academy Awards first. So the 92nd Academy Awards at this, uh, this last Sunday, and it was a very good ceremony. I would say the ceremony itself was very fun. I enjoyed it. And the ratings were at their lowest from my understanding, but it could also just be the fact that, it was a year that I think a lot of great movies came out, and a lot of people saw these movies. I, I wasn't entirely sure why the ratings were low. It, it could just be the fact that people wanted to see certain people win, and they didn't want to sit through a long ceremony to see that. And it happens. I mean, that's how I used to do it. Before I was really into the Academy Awards, at least understanding why we have to care. And just to make it clear, you don't have to care about the Academy Awards. They're not a be-all, end-all thing for movies. It's just sort of an interesting discussion about how film is going to go, um, how fil- what films are being promoted as the best of their time. And I think the Academy Awards are getting a little bit better at acknowledging, let's say, the best films of the year, so as opposed to the most Oscar-baiting movies of the year. And for me, it it seems like the Academy Awards had a lot of effort to try to nominate movies that people actually saw that like Joker made a billion dollars Avengers Endgame Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Toy Story 4 are movies that people have seen um even if they're not billion dollar movies you have access to the Irishman and Marriage Story there are movies out there that you can see at home even movies made by popular directors like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and even films like Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Ford v. Ferrari, which are popular with people, these movies are not unpopular. You go up to someone and they most likely have seen the majority of these films. And it just happens to be a year where the majority of popular movies happen to be great movies, too. It was a really solid year for movies. It really was. I would even argue that 2019 is one of the great years in movies. You missed out if you didn't see any movies last year. You really did. It's unfortunate, but... It's something I think we're going to talk about for a really long time. And for me, what that was a little baffling to hear that the ratings were lower than usual. 
I mean, they were already low to begin with. But to see the Academy Awards get such low ratings at this point, it it seemed a little ridiculous. But I'm not angry about it. It's just more of I'm a little baffled because they did sincerely nominate movies and award movies that people have seen. And it was a year where I felt the public consensus and the critic consensus and the Academy consensus, all the, all the consensuses was all became one consensus. Like everyone agreed on what the best picture winner should be. Everyone agreed on this, who should be best actor. I'm not sure about best actress. I think some people had certain expectations about who it, who it's going to be. Not so much people were, I'm a little bitter about that category as you can tell. So we'll talk later, but it's one of those things where everyone agreed over who should win which category for the most part. So for me, could it be that people just sort of predicted that the films they liked were going to win and only wanted to see the highlights later that they also assume that, um, that without a host that it wouldn't be as exciting. I guess so. I guess the backlash about a ho- without a host is interesting. It's an interest it could be a backlash too. There's a lot of theories one could have about why this particular year was not big in the ratings. It but it happens. It really does sincerely happen. Things just don't get the ratings that they're supposed to get and I think the academy is a little worried about that because they really should look to streaming. They really should. They should consider um, maybe going to Netflix and asking them to stream the Academy Awards as well. I know that it's a Disney property. Actually, funny enough, the Academy Awards air on ABC, which is a Disney affiliate. They could ask to air on Disney+. Plus. I mean, I mean, some people are a little... They, I guess people would question their validity if they aired on disney plus or streamed on there but it would be more access and people it would be more accessible people would probably watch it more because not a lot of people have cable just in general like i don't know that many people who have cable anymore and if you have cable it's most likely the fact that you're watching something else and yes there are people with cable still like i could have cable if I wanted to. I just realized that there are ways to cheat the cable system, which is unfortunate. But and also we can't we also take it into account the fact that I went to an Academy Awards party last week at the Mary Pickford Theater. There was a whole lot of us there. By the way, go next year. There they raise money for charity at the Mary Pickford Theater. When you go and buy a ticket for that event, you also get nice, good appetizers. But you also donate to charity, and it's very sweet. Honestly, it's a children's charity. You know, watch the Academy Awards with people. Actually, feel like you're at some form of ceremony, and you react with friends. And also the fact that you donate to charity. So that's my little. That's my endorsement of that party, honestly. You need to go. It's always fun, and I'm very grateful for my friend Misty, who unfortunately isn't here right now, for buying my ticket and taking me there. It was very wonderful of her, especially... I'm I'm going through a bit of a trying time financially, unfortunately, but it is very nice to, to sort of escape into this world of glamorous Hollywood with people. So, and to get my point across, events like that... And, and which, by the way, I love promoting that event. Um, events like that have people watching the Academy Awards. So maybe they don't take into consideration Academy Award watch parties. Because I went to a watch. If, if everybody at the watch party had tuned in to ABC on their phone and put it on mute 
and then watched it on the big screen. As long as they left the the phone on, they would most likely contribute to the ratings. I don't know. There were so many ways that they could have improved the ratings. They could have honestly asked people, you know, how many people are at your watch party? Can you send us how many people went there? There are so many ways to calculate ratings and Academy Award watch parties make it a little bit more difficult because people just want to go to these parties and react with other movie buffs. It happens. So that's why one, that's another theory I have. But otherwise, I think I'm quite done talking about the ratings because even though that's an issue that the Academy Awards have been dealing with for a while, I just feel like that's no longer the important part anymore. Let's actually talk about who won at the Academy Awards. Um, Let's talk about the winners first, and then we'll talk about the actual show. Was it a good show? Was it fun? You know, like who gave the best speeches, best song? We'll talk about that next segment and then the preceding segment. But as we go on, wow. Bong Joon-hoon really had a great night, didn't he? It is so wonderful to see a movie like Parasite and a director as skilled and as amazing like Bong Joon-ho win Academy Awards. It is marvelous. Parasite is the very first international movie to win Best Picture. That is historic. Honestly, I I feel like this is... If Parasite and Roma were destined to be either one of those two movies, to be the one to break the mold, and with Parasite winning, it did. It finally gave validity to the fact that movies with subtitles are just as great as movies without them and movies in English. And you know what? You need to watch movies. If you, if you watch a movie in a foreign language, you need to watch it. You really should watch movies in a foreign language. You have a whole world of cinema that you're neglecting by not doing that. It's, it's amazing that Parasite overcame this barrier of being a foreign language movie a movie about social commentary, a not a very technically brilliant, at times difficult movie to watch. And I mean difficult in that it deals with real issues and it was not like a fun watch for a lot of it, but it was a brilliant watch. And I think Parasite being tied with my favorite movie of the year, this is the first time where one of my, my absolute favorite movie of the year. And I, like I said, Parasite and Little Women are tied. So, Either one winning is would fill this void. It's so great to see to see my number one pick be the Academy's number one pick. So I'm very happy on that end. But everyone agreed that Parasite should have won. And everyone was worried that 1917 would win. Because it was the, let's face it, the boring choice for Best Picture. It would be the war movie. And I love 1917, don't get me wrong. But it's not the best movie of 2019. I don't even know if I put it in my top 10, to be perfectly honest. Maybe I would, but I'm not sure. Um, Parasite just changed the ball game altogether. It is the most deserving winner. It is it is amazing that, that the Academy has given it to sincerely the best made movie of the year. Brilliant. What a wonderful move. And to give it to best, uh, Bong Joon-ho, best director... Wow. I, I mean it. Like best director and best original screenplay. These are th- this are, this is wonderful, you know, like to have an Asian face pres- 
and, and a man speaking in Korea, Korean up there accepting a speech, it's a powerful moment because it really shows you how far we have gone in, in recognizing diverse cinema and recognizing Eastern cinema more than anything else. I think we're, we, play, we pay a lot of lip service to saying like, oh, I watch a lot of movies from other countries, but to actually award and to expose the movie to a bigger audience is just amazing in my opinion. I think I think film Twitter and film buffs have all felt like this is a real moment in film history. Parasite winning Best Picture is an indication that the game has changed and that any that great cinema can really persevere and win awards and be recognized for what it's worth. And that films from other countries can finally have an opportunity to shine and have American audiences finally open up their minds and their hearts to these types of movies without having to make assumptions or be burdened by the fact that they read subtitles, even though it's not that hard to read subtitles. Trust me, anyone, if, if the rest of the world can read our movies, read subtitles for our movies, then we should too, especially considering that the rest of the world's bigger than us. Stay tuned. We're going to talk a lot more about the Academy Awards, the winners, the ceremony, and the Golden Raspberry Awards later on. So stay tuned. There's so much to discuss, so much to contextualize, a lot to talk about. So stay tuned. Live from the Coachella Valley. He calls it as he sees it. This is Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza on iHub Radio. Well, another thing about Bong Joon-ho's win that I thought was pretty remarkable was the fact that for the Best Original Screenplay Oscar that he did win, his assistant, Han Jin-won, um, so the story behind that is that he was... Bong Joon-ho asked Han Jin-won, can you uh, do some research for this movie that I'm doing, Parasite, and then come back for it later. You know, I'll come back and we'll discuss what you did. And apparently, he put in so much work and effort and research into this film that when he came back, Bong Joon-ho felt that his research and work really was so powerful that it contributed a lot to his screenplay that he went out of his way to include him as a co-writer. So not, o- not only did Bong Joon-ho award his friend, but his friend re- won an Academy Award. And it's amazing. It really is wonderful to see that. It, it's just, it just tells you a lot how, how hard work, like Han Jin Won's hard work, really did pay off as well. I, I got to say, it's more, it's really remarkable to see more than just one, one a, a Asian face accepting awards. And by the way, kudos to Kwok Sine. And by the way, if I'm butchering these names, please forgive me. I did, I, I did look up how to say some of these names, but it happens sometimes where you hear it and then you pronounce it. it's a little different. It happens. Um, she is the. She is a South Korean film producer who also won Best Picture because Best Picture goes to producers, if anyone doesn't know that, which is fine, you know, but now you know. And 
it's wonderful to see more than just one Asian face accept an Academy Award. And wow, it's this, this game changer, hopefully, but we'll see how it is next year if the best movie of last next year actually wins. Because last year, I think the Academy learned its lesson not to award movies like Green Book Best Picture while ignoring masterpieces like Roma or Black Klansman or Star is Born. I think we can do I think we can do better, and we certainly did better. So let's look into the other categories. Best Actor, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Obviously, the winner right there. Same with Brad Pitt winning Best Supporting Actor for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. These are movies that are defined by their performances. Joaquin Phoenix and Brad Pitt made their respected films. So for them, for them to win this award is pretty obvious they deserve it and no one else should win that award sure i think adam driver has an opportunity to win an award later on in his career if he keeps making great movies say and honestly all the people who have who have been nominated for best supporting actor all of them have won so for brad pitt to win an acting oscar because he's won a producing oscar um it's deserving over in the actress categories I have a different opinion, but not it, again. It's not too harsh. I don't want to be too harsh on some of this, but for best supporting actress, Laura Dern did such amazing work in Marriage Story that I cannot be mad that she beat out Florence Pugh for Little Women. I have a preference for Florence Pugh, but Laura Dern for Marriage Story was such a great performance that if if Florence Pugh was not in running. I would give it to Laura Dern. So I'm not even mad. I'm actually very happy. Her speech was amazing. And by the way, all these speeches were great. Brad Pitt's speech, Laura Dern's speech were great. Joaquin Phoenix had a great speech too, but you know, a lot of you didn't want to hear what he had to say because I don't, let's not talk about it. But <laughs> the fact is that Joaquin, and also let, let's, let's be a little bit nicer to Joaquin Phoenix. He, from my understanding, he does have, um, some mental issues and I, I think it's kind of wrong to kind of make commentary about how he would say something it's a little ableist let's let's be a little bit nicer about that next time and do your research on why on your actors before critiquing them on their speeches because you never know if they have anxiety or anything like that it's pretty rude to make assumptions just wanted to get that out of the way but laura Dern's speech wonderful and to see diane ladd crying that was that was powerful. It really was. Um, I don't think Renee Zellweger should have won for Judy. That's that performance right there was, in my opinion, too Oscar Beatty, and she didn't deserve it. I think Saoirse Ronan should have won for Little Women, or even Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Those two performances were so amazing in that they created authentic, real, original characters. While Renee Zellweger, in my opinion, didn't even give the best Judy performance of all time. That belongs to Judy Davis for the miniseries back in 2001. Please go watch that if you want to see a great Judy Garland biopic because that was really amazing. And Renee Zellweger, I think of all of them, I just didn't think she was all that great. I think she, I, I loved her performance, don't get me wrong. I just feel some sort of resentment that they gave it to her because apparently playing a real person somehow gets you an advantage. I don't think that should be the case, especially considering that Saoirse Ronan, that one speech about women towards the end of the film, it's that was a real moment in cinema that it was inspiring to me. And that's why Little Women is such a amazing movie to me. And if you haven't seen Little Women, you're really missing out. And 
to see Judy to see Judy win, especially with the audience I went to, they were very enthusiastic about Renee, and my friend Missy was too. But I just I just didn't feel Renee should have won. It's a great performance, but there are so many better performances out there, like Aquafina and Lupita Nyong'o, that really challenged those actors. While Renee, it kind of didn't feel like she was challenged at all, and the fact that they made her sing, which killed the illusion for me, that was a bad move. And Saoirse Ronan should have won. So I'm going to be bitter about that for a while now, to be honest. It's going to age badly. Renee Zellweger winning is going to be seen alongside The Greatest Show on Earth as some of the most abysmal Oscar choices. That's what I predict. If not, maybe I'm wrong. I got to revisit that movie because I did enjoy it. Stay tuned. We're still going to talk about the Academy Awards, but we're also going to talk about the Golden Raspberry Awards. Stay tuned. You're listening to Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. Hub Radio, reinventing talk radio in the Coachella Valley, homemade for the rest of us. From the iHub Radio screening room, this is Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. We're reaching the end of our discussion on the Academy Awards. Um, I would say one of the other highlights was the music performances. There were so many really good ones, like I would say Adina Menzel's performance of Into the Unknown was really it was really good. I actually liked that one. There were some awkward aspects to it because um, you can tell that they didn't choreograph it perfectly with the camera. So when they go from one line to another line, it kind of felt a little off. There was one moment where they had to kind of pan through a, um, like I think like a, but it was this uh, like one of the props, right? And um, like a snowflake, I believe, and prop snowflake, and they have to kind of move to another person and you can tell there's a minor pause that wasn't intended to be there but to hear the different um uh multi the multi-language version of that song was really powerful to me because it really does show you how much cinema has really expanded throughout the world and how different people interpret different songs and it's really wonderful and by the way kudos on if if you know more than two languages that's great because you would enjoy that performance a lot more i i know th i knew three of the languages up there so i i, I thought it, it added to it not that you have to know it of course but you know it, it adds like if you know two languages and you watch that performance obviously it's going to be a better experience for you so hence my bias i would also even say that cynthia rivio's performance of stand up was proof that that should have won that um, that Cynthia Rivio should have won an Oscar for that one over Elton John. Now that I think about it, I'm going to Love Me Again really got old. I think that it was a song for some reason that one, but I don't know why it got the big hit that it was. I, I just never understood it because Into the Unknown and Stand Up are infinitely better songs. And I would say I'm going to Love Me Again is just kind of the most boring of the songs. Not, not actually. I'm just kidding because I'm Standing With You by Break, which is from the movie Breakthrough, which was an awful movie. Um, that was a boring song, too. That was a boring choice. And Diane Warren deserve, deserves better than that. Um, I'm going to Love Me Again. Uh, I just didn't. It, watching the songs together, it just kind of stuck out to me that Stand Up should have been the one that won. It was obvious that that was the best song of that year, uh, of this year in movies. If, if unless of course, Into the Unknown is what you prefer. Either one of those two should have won. Um, 
Toy Story 4 winning best animated film was a great experience, by the way. It was great seeing that get recognized. And best um, animated short. If you have not seen um, Hair Love, you're missing out. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. It is for free. It's a great, great short. And honestly, Matthew A. Cherry and Carrie Rupert Tolivier deserve to make their own feature film. But just to move away from animated films, um, Eminem's musical performance of um, Lose Yourself. A lot of people are confused about why that's the case. Eminem never got to perform the song at the Academy Awards, and he was not there to accept the award. So this is a sort of opportunity to play at the Academy Awards. And it's the anniversary of the movie, too, so please understand that just because you don't like rap music doesn't mean that the Academy can't appreciate it and make it win it's great it's a great song and i think it was the best performance of the night of course they had to censor it so most of the time it was a lot of like you know silence like that because they had to keep censoring it so instead of saying stuff like 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 i'm going to the store it's i'm going to the store for example if i were if just any phrase and it's like one of my favorite movie songs lose yourself you know people get kind of weirded out that i like rap music I like all types of music, but rap music is underrated in my opinion because people have this idea that rap music is like this super violent, misogynist form of music, which by the way, all form of music can be considered misogynist. Let's be quite frank here. I've listened to music that plays on Christian stations that is perceived to be super innocent, be super misogynistic. Trust me. I, I know what misogynistic music sounds like, but it Lose Yourself is such an inspiring song that I think it deserved its Academy win. And it's one of my favorite songs that the Academy ever chose for best original song. So kudos on Eminem for finally getting that opportunity. <laughs> There's a pun in there that I do not want to make. If you know the lyrics, you know that I had to kind of keep myself from making a pun. But let's move on to other winners. Best Adapted Screenplay, Jojo Rabbit, Taiki Watiti won the screenplay because it's based on the book Caging Skies, which is a good book, but... Honestly, I would have preferred Greta Gorin to win for Little Women. I think for her to adapt her favorite book as well as she did, it was just an amazing thing for me to see. Even though Taika Waititi winning an Oscar is a good thing, I like the fact that he won. But I'm, I'm a little skeptical because I would have preferred Greta Gerwin, but I'm happy either way. It's, again, like a Florence Pugh situation. I'm happy with the person who won. It's just that I preferred someone a little bit better. And... By the way, I got to give him credit because I read Caging Skies and it was a funny book. It was good, but it certainly was not Jojo Rabbit, whereas Greta Gerwig had a lot of great material to work with. So Little Women, maybe the accomplishment was that Caging Skies was in a great novel and and Greta Ger and Little Women is a great novel. So they might have seen like, oh, he accomplished a much bigger fleet of he accomplished a lot more, which I understand that. I understand that mindset. So maybe that's the logic behind that. And obviously for best international film, Parasite winning, obviously, like I, I can't talk enough about how great Parasite is and how much little women should have gotten some love too, but I digress. As for the technical awards, I'm very happy to see that Once Upon a Time won best production design, even though the argument can be made that they used all of Hollywood, they did recreate Hollywood, even though for me, this is a very... Even though for me, I felt that Jojo Rabbit had a better look. And Parasite too. Um, 1917 winning Best Cinematography and Best Sound Mixing was 
made sense. And same with like Ford v Ferrari for best sound editing. And even for the general, even, even in general, the best editing award, which went to Ford v Ferrari, that, those are pretty strong, strong categories for those movies because they really were technical fleets. Even though I felt that movies like Little Women hid their technical brilliance really well. And I think that's maybe why Little Women didn't get nominated because it, it wasn't super showy and it wasn't trying to be. But for best costume design for Little Women, I think that in some someone did say this was like an insult to Little Women that that a movie about that was concerning itself with the brilliance of women, women's writing, would that it would not win for best that the fact that it won for costumes, which is more of an aesthetic choice. Which, by the way, Little Women is more than just its costumes; it is much more than that. It is a brilliantly written movie, brilliant directed that it was insulting. I could see that, but best costume design, at least little women won something, which is the most the little women has adaptation has ever won, which is fine. And as for bombshell, the fact that they didn't handle that win for best makeup really well was, was kind of a little sad. Like Anne Morgan and Vivian Baker didn't get a chance to speak. And that's a little disappointing, but it happens. And 1917 winning best visual effects, that 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 was well deserved, I would say. So that was my Oscar coverage for the most part. Um, other things I would say is that I don't think people should get, people should stop getting mad about the in memoriam omission of various people like Luke Perry and um, I would even argue Sid Haig and Cameron Bryce. Like they're not going to always put everybody in there. There's time constraints. And let's be honest, if you're not a member of the Academy and if you do not win an Academy award, you're not going to be on there. And that's just really it. If you're not a member of the Academy and there's a lot of, there's some criteria to join, you're most likely not going to get in there. And that's the unfortunate thing is that they will focus on their Academy members and people that have been nominated and have won Academy awards. Like, Agnes Verda won an Academy Award pretty recently for Best Honorary Oscar, and then she died. That is pretty... She is going to get in there no matter what. She's changed the game. So you might be asking, how come Kobe Bryant gets to be in there? Well, Kobe Bryant won an Oscar. Whether or not you like the dude or not, which has been a subject of controversy lately of you know certain things in his past, you, have, you can't say that he didn't... That his omission... Would it, it would make less sense to omit Kobe Bryant than Luke Perry because Kobe Bryant won an Oscar. It doesn't make sense to omit him. It's because he's a member of the Academy. Now, other and Luke Perry wasn't a member. And even though Luke Perry was less of a subject of controversy than people like Kobe Bryant, like actors, um, producers like Kobe Bryant or anybody who has some controversy, which is not a bad thing to say, People have controversy. I would even say Brie Larson has controversy, is a controversial figure to some extent. But just because you're not a controversial figure does not mean you get to be in the game, in the memoriam. And he is in the Academy Awards page. And I'm not, and I don't think it was right for them to neglect certain people. I think they should try to include as many people as they can. And, but I feel like there are reasons why, and we, and I'm not going to have this conversation every year because if I'm going to be mad about who they did not include, it's going to be a forever endless anger that I'm going to have. Like, I'm not going to get mad at them for excluding Farrah Fawcett anymore. 
it happens. They exclude people by and by mistake or on purpose. It sort of just happens. Let's mourn them in, in our own way and let's not be mad about the fact that they that they excluded them. And by the way, Luke Perry's more of an um television actor so for him to get excluded out of like an emmy would an emmy in memoriam would make more sense than an academy than the academy awards so let's let's keep that in mind he luke perry is has a tribute on the academy awards website so please mourn him in your respective ways but it happens people are human people miss out and there are so many factors into it and then we cannot say like and let's not exclude someone and let's not exclude someone to include someone. So don't think that because you don't know who Agnes Verda is that you can take her out. No, she's important. And don't take out Kirk Douglas to include Luke Perry. Let's be inclusive, not exclude to be inclusive. You get what I mean? I hope that makes sense because I, I really hope so. But I wanted to move. Vo- and another thing was. Kudos on Natalie Portman for wearing that jacket because a lot of female directors were neglected at the Oscars this year, including Greta Gerwing and Lulu Wing. So kudos on her for doing that. But I wanted to start off with the Razzie Awards for the, uh, during the last minute of this. It, the Razzie Awards, if you don't know, the Golden Raspberry Awards awards the worst films of the year. And this is going to be the first time they're going to be televised. So I'm very happy to see that. And I saw their YouTube video that they did for the nominations. And oh boy, was it cringeworthy. But it was funny in that sort of cringeworthy sort of way. And the movie that got nominated for the most Razzies was a movie called Cats with nine nominations. And the ceremony will take place later on in the year. Like they haven't actually said what day, which is a little baffling because why? But you can also vote for the Razzies, by the way. You can go to the Razzie website and pay for a membership and vote. And I am actually someone who is going to purchase a membership so I can vote. And I will try to get some of my friends into it, too. So please consider getting it because it's fun. And it's nice to have your to vote in a place where your vote actually means something. Like the Kids' Choice Awards, stuff like that, you know, those are for kids. But see it as sort of an extension of something like that. Except you get to choose what film you didn't like the most. And it's such a unique experience. So that's my little shill for the Golden Raspberry Awards. But stay tuned. We're going to talk about the nominations in the last segment and see which ones I would, which, see if they're deserving or not of being called the worst in their category. Stay tuned. When you want to know what happened and why and what's next in the Coachella Valley, come here. iHub Radio, the local news talk authority. This is Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Now here's Brian Mendoza. I did predict that um, Cats would get nominated for the most Razzies. And I was a little shocked that Serenity wasn't because Serenity, to me, was the worst movie of 2019. And The Fanatic was bad, too. Don't get me wrong. The Haunting of Sharon Tate. But I think that a movie like The Medea Family Funeral wasn't that awful. Like, I think it was awful. Don't get me wrong. But if anything, you kind of grown to expect the type of quality from a Medea movie that it's like, okay, I'm kind of numb to the badness of a Medea movie. 
and Serenity was just an awful on a whole different level. But I guess I digress. Let's actually look at the nom <laughs> the nominees for a couple categories. Not all of them, but the major ones. So, um, worst director: Fred Dirtz for The Fanatic, James Franco for Zeroville. Adam Gurenberg for Rambo Last Blood, Tom Hooper, Cats, and Neil Marshall, Hellboy. I would say in this category, this is actually a pretty good, pretty solid list. It actually tells you a lot about how, oh boy, I think this is a category that a lot of women would love to be excluded from, the worst director category. Nope, I don't think any woman wants to be part of this category, so no hashtag women make great movies too, as I... I carried a sign saying that at the Academy Awards party, by the way. So if you saw that sign, that was me. I'm sorry if I was annoying, but I did. Um, worst director, really, this, this is a good category. And I think, sadly, Tom Hooper, he isn't a terrible director. And he this is such a fall from grace for him. It really is. How sad. But let's move on. For worst supporting actress, Jessica Chastain in Dark Phoenix. Yes, this is well-deserved. Yes, yes, yes. Cassie Davis, a media family funeral. I don't know. She, I think she does good work. And for me, I think this is kind of a, one of those things where people confuse an over-the-top performance with being bad. It wasn't bad. She's, she's doing exactly what she's going to do. And, it, and, if the, and this performance wasn't any worse than her other performances in the other Medea movies. So I don't, I don't understand. Why did they pick on her for this one? Because it's last, I guess. I don't know. I guess... Last opportunity to give Medea. Um, I don't think anyone's ever going to critique Medea movies for their acting necessarily. I think it's just the writing and the directing and some of the acting. But Cassie Davis is talented. No, I disagree with this one. Judy Dench and Cats. Again, she was one of the better parts. Disagree. Um, Fenensa Pinita for Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that one. Rebel Wilson. As Jenny Annie Dotson cats, yes, this she, she really did deserve it. I I hated her performance. She was annoying. She awful, awful performance. So this is a pretty good list, except I would exclude um, Judy Dench and Cassie Davis from this category. Just just in general, Cass, Cassie Davis just does good work, and I don't think she deserved that one. I think it was a good perform. It, it was it was a performance that was it did its job. It wasn't terrible, but it it did its job. So for worst supporting actor, James Corden Katz, yes. But I think that's more of a case of just bad writing rather than a bad performance. But no, you know what? It it was bad performance because the the song itself is good. I've seen people on stage pull it off. I hated it. Tyler Perry in a Medea family funeral as Joe. Tyler Perry in a Medea family funeral as Uncle Heathrow. So he gets two slots in there. And... I guess so, but I mean, I, 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 again, I'm so numb to these characters. I'm so used to how they're presented in a Medea movie that I don't know if I would really hate them that much, honestly. And then Seth Rogen in Zeroville. I haven't seen Zeroville, but I've heard some really bad things. Should I watch Zeroville? Probably should, but I don't know. Bruce Willis in Glass. I think he actually did a decent work in Glass. I didn't think it was that bad, but I don't know. I think Glass was a movie that I liked, but I think my opinion of it has gotten worse every time I watch it. And I, I'm not going to say Glass was one of the worst movies of 2019, but it was the most one of the most disappointing movies because there's a lot of expectations for it, but it happens. Again, it's okay to be disappointed every once in a while in life, I suppose. 
and the worst actress category, which is a category I'm very much invested in, as always. Hilary Duff, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. I think she should win for this one, to be perfectly honest. Anne Hathaway for The Hustle and Serenity. Yeah, I actually really did hate her performance in The Hustle and Serenity. It was just a horrible movie in general. Francesca Hayward in Cats. I don't know if I would say she gave a terrible performance. I just think the writing wasn't good enough for her performance to have exceeded it. So I guess this is a deserved category. But honestly, she was one of the highlights of the film. And her song, Beautiful Ghost, that was a good rendition. So I don't know. I guess because Beautiful Ghost was an actual good song. Um, Tyler Perry for Medea Family Funeral as Medea. Another another nomination, which is pretty funny to me. Not worst director. I guess we're just going to have to say worst um, actor, actress, but not worst director. Very curious omission. Um, Rebel Wilson for The Hustle. Another Rebel Wilson performance, which I'm not shocked about, to be honest. By the way, that Cats reference at the Academy Awards, hilarious. That's probably one of the best moments of that entire thing. We'll talk about the backlash about that next week, if I have time. Um, worst actor, James Franco, Zeroville. David Harbour, Hellboy. Probably a shoo-in for that one. And actually, no, I'm just kidding. He wasn't that bad. Matthew McConaughey, Serenity. And Sylvester Stallone in Rambo Last Blood. And John Travolta in The Fanatic. This is going to go to John Travolta for The Fanatic. That was awful. Give it to him. Give him the Erasio already. Just let's not even pretend anymore. So what is worst picture of the year? Cats, obviously. Deserving. The Fanatic, very deserving. The Haunting of Sharon Tate, very deserving. Extremely deserving. I actually think really awful movie in general. Um, a Medea Family Funeral, um, I would have replaced it with Serenity. Serenity made me more angry. Medea Family Funeral, is, it is what it is. It's a Medea movie. Put it on. Take it off. It's, it's, it's what you expect. Rambo Last Blood, pretty bad too. So I would exclude Medea Family Funeral just to put in Serenity because Serenity was really awful. And that was so bad. But... I'm a little shocked to not see movies like Dark Phoenix on here. Dark Phoenix had a really bad backlash. And so for me, like not to see it nominated, it's, it's an interesting position because I thought there would be a lot of X-Men fans who would be bitter about it. But I guess the hate for Dark Phoenix has kind of subsided. I think people realize that, if anything, it is more of a bad sequel than it is a terrible movie, which it, it's... It could be argued that it is both, but I think more people are just mad at it as a sequel, which it is nominated for the worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel category. So it is on there. There's a list of nomination of the nominees on Wikipedia, so check it out. And by the way, I'm rooting for Adam Sandler for the Razzie Redeemer Award because he's won a Razzie. So for him to win that award, that's actually a really nice award because it's the only award that's positive. And it shows you how, and it basically, it pretty much tells you that this is a person who's won a Razzie and they finally became a respected artist and they deserve love for improving. So basically a most improved nomination. All right. So that was a pretty good show. Thank you for listening. And there's so much to talk about next week. We're going to talk about Birds of Prey, Emma, um, Call of the Wild and Sonic the Hedgehog. So I have a lot to talk about next week. Stay tuned. Again, you're listening to Flicks and Picks. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day and watch a great movie for me.